I want you to remember that God, God's created everything you see. He breathed it into existence. You remember when his people were caught up in slavery? He rescued them. What he did was he parted the sea and he made a way for them. And then he delivered their enemies to them and he unlocks wounds and he provides water from a rock and he provides manna from heaven and he brought down the walls of Jericho. He froze the sun, allowing victory. He's toppled giants with tiny stones. He's brought fire from heaven. He's shut the mouths of lions. He preserved life in the belly of a well. He's fed thousands with a few loaves. He gives the weak strength. He heals the sick. He's made the the blind see, the deaf ear, the mute speak, the lame walk, and he's overcome evil, and he's made a way through death for you and me by the death and the resurrection of the Son, Jesus Christ, that we will live with him forever. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. What are we afraid of? His resume is flawless. He controls everything. And he loves you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Meeting you where you are, no matter what time of the day it is. Welcome to the Crown Table Unleashed. Are you ready to be motivated, inspired, and encouraged? It's time for you to get in step with the Spirit. Here is your host, Jeffy Clark III. Jesus got the devil pissed off Told them they gon' know this song like it's up on TikTok Shepherd of the sheep, sheep Gospel in the street, street Church like every week, week Heaven for the meat, meat Bible in my backpack I don't need a piece, piece Homie, if they ask, tell them I'm a Jesus freak, freak I've been in the booth Holy Spirit in the roof We've been moving big Hey man, I'm not playing on today, man Are y'all ready for today's episode? I gotta, I, 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 I gotta jam to this song real fast though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Boy, you talk like Pharisees. Man, if this song ain't hard right here, I don't know what song is, man. 
I've been on my grind, this a lift up. All in God's time, homie ain't no wristwatch. Running after Jesus, got the devil pissed off. Told them they gon' know this song like it's up on TikTok. Listen, that song so fire. You know, I want I want to go into another song, another song. Yes. Coming back for this dog on rainbow that belonged to us. Yes, indeed. What y'all know about it? What y'all know about it? What y'all know about it? Oh man, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell y'all, man, listen, it is off the chain. Today's episode is about limiting God, guys. No limits on God, man. We have got to remove these limits off of God. We're going to go through some tank. Oh, guys, what's tank? We're going to go through some things um, that I got here for you on today. Listen, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, whatever time you're catching this episode, whether it's in the evening time or the afternoon time or in the morning, um, I hope you're having a great morning. I hope you're having a great afternoon, and I hope you're having an even better evening that your day was amazing, okay? Um, but I want to help you today on, on not limiting God and, and and doing some things that, you know, that can help you, um, you know, not put so much limits on God with our fiend minds that we have because, you know, of course, of course, God is all encompassing. Okay, um, so bear with me on on today as as we uh proceed through um through what we got to talk about here on today. Okay, so um, all right, let's get to it. Limited God is a concept that can be quite foreign to many of us. After all, how can finite humans place limitations on an infinite God? The Bible and many religious texts teaches us that God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Now, them three O's, I call them the big three O's. I love them. Yet we often fall into the trap of restricting God's power in our lives through our thoughts, actions, and lack of faith. God's power beyond comprehension, understanding the infinite nature of God. Our scripture reference right now is chap is Job chapter eleven verse seven through nine. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? See, God's power, wisdom, and love have no bounds. They are beyond human comprehension. I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm, a, I'm running down this path here because I'm gonna have a lot of splinters um throughout this uh this teaching on today. But God's power, wisdom, and love have no bounds. They are beyond human comprehension. So when we say God's love has no bounds, 
is beyond um, human comprehensions, right? We can, as humans, can fall out of love with people. We do it all the time. So if we want to understand that, it, how do we love somebody continuously, right? Regardless of whatever mistakes they made, um, to truly be Christ-like is to love them through it, right? And, and to com- continue to be able to have, you know, that love through it in spite of whatever situation that, you know, might have deterred you from um, being, a, you know, uh, deterred you from loving them or whatever the case, right? But the passage from Job, chapter 11, verse 7 through 9, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? It's part of a dialogue between Zafar and Job's friends. And Job, who is enduring immense suffering, this particular passage raises profound questions about the nature of God and humanity's ability to comprehend his ways. So let's delve into this in some detail. Scripture context. The book of Job is often considered a reflection on the problem of human suffering and relationship between God and humans. Job is a man of great wealth and righteousness who loses everything and his friends arrive to offer comfort and counsel. So far, statement in these verses is, is a response to Job's limitations, questioning the reasoning for his suffering. The mysteries of God. The notion of uh, the notion of fathoming the mysteries of God speaks to the complexities and profound depths of God's nature, which cannot be fully understood by human intellect. Philosophers and theologians alike have often discussed the unknowable aspects of God's essence and existence. There are divine attributes and reason that remain hidden and are not subject to human understanding. God's power, wisdom, and love. So God's power. The almighty power is seen in the creation of the universe and everything within it from the microscopic perspective of, of galaxies to the uh, micro uh, to the macro the macroscopic perspective of galaxies to the microscopic view of cellular structures the complexity and order in the world reflect a power that surpasses human comprehension so when we're talking about God's power and it's, and it's using the, the 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 creation of the world um it's a, it's a it's an amazing example to know that the God that you serve is a grand creator. And when we say grand creator, I mean if you just take the time to even step outside, if you if you have taken the moment to pause in this morning or this afternoon or this evening and took the time to just really soak in uh life and soak in, you know, the the outside things that happen in life that you can't describe, the trees growing. Uh, uh, the sun rising and the sun setting and, and all of those different things, right? So here we have God's wisdom. God's wisdom is evident in the design of creation and the moral law often seen as far exceeding human intelligence. Wisdom is not merely knowledge, but just application of knowledge. And God's wisdom governs all of existence in perfect balance and harmony. God's love. The love of God is limitless and unconditional, extending to all creation. It's expressed in many ways, such as the care for the natural world, the providence extended to humanity and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in the Christian traditions. 
God's love is both mysterious and inexhaustible, transcending human ideas of love and relationships. Now here's the um uh uh the the philosophical and the theological implication of of God, right? The statement from Job challenges readers to recognize the limits of human comprehension, especially in matters related to the divine. It invites humanity and all in the face of the transcendent reality that it that is beyond human control and understanding. This can lead to a deeper relationship with the divine in acknowledgement of human limitations and in appreciation for the mystery that lies at the heart of existence. In many theological traditions, there is an understanding that the finite human mind cannot fully grasp the infinite nature of God. This has implications for how humans approach faith, worship, and more decision-making. This realization that God ways are beyond our understanding can lead to a more profound sense of faith one that is grounded not in human wisdom but in trust in the divine so the passage from job chapter chapter 11 verse 79 touches on a timeless question that continues to resonate with people across culture and beliefs it speaks to the mystery complexity and the grandeur of gods and God and reminds humanity of its finite understanding by reflecting on God's boundless power, wisdom, and love. Individuals such as you and I are invited to engage in a profound spiritual journey that recognizes the transcendent nature of the divine and the beauty of mystery in the human experience. Now, God love is unconditional. That's scripture references Romans chapter 8. Verses 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. Christ Jesus our Lord. God's love is limitless and never ending. It does not depend on our performance or circumstances. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 through 39 is one of the most celebrated passages in the New Testament, expressing the unbreakable bond between the believer and the love of God in Christ Jesus. It offers powerful testaments to the immensity and constants of God's love, transcending all conceivable barriers and conditions. So let's examine uh, this passage in greater detail. Romans is an epistle written by Apostle Paul to the Christian, com- Christian community in Rome. Chapter 8 is often seen as a climax of the book, presenting the victory of God's love in Christ over sin and death. The verses in chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, serve as a triumph conclusion to the arguments Paul has been building throughout the epistle. For I, the passage reads, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ our Lord, Christ Jesus our Lord. So here are the key elements. Um, The first one is convinced assurance. Paul's use of I am convinced signifies deeply held conviction 
rooted in his own experience and revelation of God's love. The second one being neither death nor life. The inclusion of both death and life illustrates that no circumstance or stage of existence can say, can sever the bond of love between God and the believer. Angels and demons. Men, uh, mentioning celestial and demonic beings indicates that no spiritual force, whether perceived as good or evil, can separate believers from God's love. The fourth, present and the future. By encompassing time, Paul emphasizes that God's love is not bound by temporal conditions and remains constant throughout all ages. Height and death. This could be a poetic way of saying that no physical or, or spatial barriers can stand between God's love and us, his children. Now, some theological implications is God's unconditional love, right? This passage teaches that God's love for believers is in Christ is not conditional on humans' performance, behavior, or circumstances. It is an unbreakable bond that endures forever. Security in Christ. The assurance provided by these verses has been a source of comfort and hope for many of us Christians, assuring them of their eternal security in Christ's love, regardless of what they may face in life. Understand this security in Christ. Understand that no matter what you are going through, no matter what you think may be happening to you, you are loved by Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I thank you. Oh, I'm finna break off into something. Listen, you are loved by Christ. Regardless. So if you are listening to me right now under the sound of my voice, I want you to understand that you are loved by Christ. Even if you are feeling alone right now in this moment, you feel like there's nobody uh, uh, around to assist you, to, to help you. I need you to understand that you are loved by a divine being that is not of this world. Do you understand me? You are love. All right. So, uh, Christocentric love. The love mentioned here is specifically in Christ Jesus, our Lord, emphasizing the, the centrality of Christ in the believer's relationship with God. The Christian understanding of God's love is firmly rooted in the person and work of Jesus Christ. The universal reach. The, the exhaustive list of things that cannot separate us from God's love implies that absolutely nothing can break the connection. This highlights the universal reach of God's love for all who believe. Romans chapter 8 verse 30 and 39 um, encompasses the boundless eternal and unchanging nature of God's love for believers in Christ. It is profound theological statement that has resonated with Christians throughout history and across cultures. These verses all call readers, excuse me, call readers to trust in the relentless love of God, which does not depend on human merit or circumstances, but is rooted in the very nature of God himself. The passage offers a reassuring and uplifting message reflecting a core belief in many Christian traditions and continues to inspire faith, hope, and love in the hearts of those who ponder its profound truth. It is a universal declaration for the underlying love that God extends to humanity. 
reinforcing the idea that nothing can stand between the creator and his creation when united in love through Christ Jesus. Nothing can stand in the way, guys. Nothing, none whatsoever. So how do we limit God in our lives, right? The lack of faith, lack of faith, right? So I switched references, Matthew chapter 14, verses 31. You of little faith, Jesus replied, why did you doubt? Doubt and lack of faith put a barrier between us and God and limits God's power. The concept of limiting God in our lives, particularly through a lack of faith, is a complex and multifaceted topic within Christian theology and and spirituality. It is worth considering various aspects to understand how lack of faith can become barriers between us and the divine. So let's dive deeper into this subject. Lack of faith. Our scripture text comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 31. The verse, you of little faith, Jesus replied, why did you doubt? Comes from the account of Peter walking on water. Peter starts to sink when he takes his eyes off of Jesus (laughs) and becomes fearful of the stormy waves around him. Jesus questions the statement to Peter. Reflect not just a... um, Jesus' question and statement to Peter reflects not just a momentary lapse, but but provides a broader lesson about faith and doubt. Understanding faith and doubt. Faith is a biblical context, often refers to complete trust and confidence in God. Doubt, on the other hand, represents a wavering or uncertainty in that trust. The interplay between these two can have profound effects on one's spiritual life. The implications of lack of faith, a barrier of expecting God's power, limiting God's work. Okay, when we doubt God's ability to act in our lives, we may unintentionally restrict our openness to his guidance and providence. Our lack of expectation may lead to a failure to recognize or receive God's blessing and interventions. It can also have us to be um, missed opportunities for growth. A lack of faith may prevent us from taking risk or stepping out of our comfort zones where God may be leading us. This can hinder spiritual growth and limit our potential for serving others. Influence on our prayer life. Ineffective prayers. James chapter 1 verses 6 through 8 speaks about the one who doubts being like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. A lack of faith can make our prayers ineffective because it reflects a divided loyalty and instability in our relationship with God. The impact on relationships and community. The spread of doubt. Our lack of faith can affect those around us, particularly in a communal worship setting. Doubt and unbelief can spread within the community, hindering the collective experience of God's presence and power. Strain on personal relationship with God. Persistent doubt may lead to a more distant relationship with God, marked by distrust or lack of intimacy. It can make the relationship more transactional rather than relational. Life decisions and direction. 
the paralysis in decision making. A lack of faith may lead to indecision and fear of preventing us from following God's calling or making significant life choices aligned within his will. This subject, limiting God through the lack of faith, is complex, involving not only personal personal spirituality, but also a communal dynamics of life's practical decisions. The story of Peter's doubt in Matthew chapter 14, verse 31, serves as a valid illustration of how lack of faith can hinder us from experiencing God's power fully. So what do we have in this in that scriptural text is we have Peter who is is being able to experience the miraculous in this moment. But in the course of him experiencing his miraculous moment, he briefly took his eyes off of Jesus. And when he was able to look around and see his surroundings and see the storm and to see the mess that he was in, when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to doubt the fact that he was walking on this water. So many times in life, we find ourselves in this same situation that God has provided us a way to be able to walk on water. And and we will end up walking on this water and getting so far out into the ocean that we find ourselves looking around at our circumstances in our physical places on this on this earth our circumstances i got bills on the table i got children i have to feed i have to get up and go to work on the in the morning i have to deal with people at work that i don't like i have to deal with people at work that's that 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 is hindering my growth at work i have to deal with people that's on the outside within the world i have to deal with this i have to deal with that but we are getting distracted about everything that we have to deal with and we are not paying attention and being focused on christ see we have to be focused on christ to be able to maintain christ you cannot be focused on on other things that are of this world because the other things that are of this world do not matter now let me finish my my rounding up before i get on over here however it is also essential to recognize that doubt is a common human experience and not necessarily something that entirely negates faith Doubt can lead to a deeper exploration of faith. Ooh, I got scripture for that too. Now, how can you probably say, now how can this lead, how can doubt lead to a, a greater exploration of faith? Ooh, because all things work together for good for those who are called and love the Lord. Come on now, stop playing. Y'all, y'all stop playing now. A more profound understanding of God and growth is trust, is in trust. What seems to be critical is how one responds to doubt. Whether it leads to a persistent lack of faith or a journey towards more profound and resilient faith in God. The challenge for believers is to nurture a faith that trusts God's character and promises, even in the face of uncertainty and adversity. Hallelujah. This requires an ongoing engagement with scripture, prayer, community, and a willingness to be open to God's transforming work in our lives. Hallelujah. Relying on, relying on our understanding. Oh, <laughs> Woo. aren't we always trying to figure something out? Come on here. Aren't we always trying to figure something out? We always trying to figure something out. We just can't let stuff say relying on our own understanding. All right. Our scripture references Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own 
understanding. By relying solely on our understanding, we unintentionally place boundaries on what we believe God can do. Just because you can't do it, don't mean God can't do it. The verse from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding offers rich insight into the interplay between human understanding and divine wisdom. So let's dive into how relying solely on our understanding can place unintentional boundaries on our perception of God and our relationship with him. Proverbs is a book in the Old Testament filled with the wisdom Wisdom and literature. Literature. Let me pause right there real fast. It's a book that every man and woman needs to read. It is a book that every man and every woman needs to read. So, King, when you get off my podcast today and get done listening to my podcast, go check out the book of Proverbs. Start from the beginning. My queen, I need you to go read. The book of Proverbs today. That's your homework assignment. Go read the book of Proverbs today. All right. So. Oh, I lost myself too. (laughs) All right. So the Old Testament is filled with wisdom literature in chapter three. Is that particularly a focus on virtues of wisdom, understanding, and trust in God. The the admonition to trust God. God and not lean on human understanding is a critical theme here, highlighting the contrast between divine wisdom and human reasoning. Understanding the verse, trust in the Lord. So what is this saying? The call to trust in God is not merely intellectual ascent, but it is orientation of the heart towards relationship with God. It involves embracing God's character, his promises and his guidance. Lean not on your own understanding. What does this say? This is a caution against over-reliance on human intellect, reasoning, and personal perspectives, recognizing that these are limited and feeble. You you can't, some things, guys, listen, some things you are not going to be able to figure out, and it is not for you to try to figure out at all. Implications of relying on our understanding, right? Limiting perception of God's abilities. Mm, Narrowing God's work. By relying solely on our our understanding, we may create a confined box for what we think God can, can or cannot do. This limitation might stem from our experiences, cultural influence, or intellectual bias. Misdivine interventions. The mindset may lead to failing May to be lead to, yeah, failing to see or, or recognize God's work in unexpected or unconventional ways, thus missing the chance to witness his power and creativity. My wife said all the time, she said, you be so caught up in something, you miss God. And you be looking like, how can I miss God? Well, you can miss him. You can miss the blessing. You can miss it all. If you're not paying attention, if you're not in the realm of the spirit, Right. So hindrance in spiritual growth and transformation. Stagnation in faith journey. Mm. Relying on our understanding might prevent us from taking leaps of faith, exploring new spiritual uh, territories or being open 
to God, transform it to work in our lives. Mm. Are you allowing God to do the work in your life? Mm? Are you? Barrier to a deeper relationship with God. Soul reliance on, on human understanding may foster a more superficial relationship with God based more on knowledge than intimacy, trust and reliance on reliance on his wisdom. Impact on decision-making and guidance. Potential misdirection. Over-resilience on human reasoning may lead us to make decisions that seem right to us but are not aligned with God's will, purpose, or more law. Loss of divine perspective. By, learn, by leaning on our understanding, we risk losing sight of the internal perspective that God offers potential leading, potentially leading to choices that prioritize temporary gains over spiritual values. Huh? How many corners have you cut? How many corners have you cut? Hmm? Affect on community and relationships. Disconnection from spiritual community. Relying solely on personal understanding might isolate us from the wisdom and insights that come through communal discernment, shared faith experiences, and the diverse perspectives within a spiritual community. See, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 serves as a timeless reminder that human understanding through valuable through valuable is limited and should not be the sole bias for our relationship with God or our uh, navigation through life. The wisdom in the verse calls us to, to a deeper trust in God's infinite wisdom and humble recognition of our limitations. Trusting in God doesn't mean abandoning reason or critical thinking. Rather, it's a call to interrogate human understanding with divine wisdom. This balanced approaches this balanced approach invites invites us to grow in faith, to be open to unexpected ways God may work in our lives, and to foster a relationship with God that goes beyond intellectual knowledge to a heart centered trust. In a practical sense, this can be nurtured through prayer. Engaging with scriptures, seeking wise counsel from spiritual mentors, and being part of a faith community where diverse understandings and experiences enrich our collective journey towards knowing and experiencing God more fully. Sin and disobedience. Mm. Sin and disobedience. Remember, I told you this season was gonna be a whole lot of correction going on right so here we go uh disobedience and sin can separate us from god's blessings and hinder his work in our lives seeing that disobedience are central concepts in many religious tra- uh traditions right including christianity right and have profound implications for our relationship with god and our spiritual growth so we are going to explore these concepts more deeply focusing on how they can separate us from God's blessings and hinder his work in our lives. Understanding sin and disobedience. So here's sin. Sin refers to any thought. Sin refers to any thought, word, 
or deed that violates God's moral law. It can include intentional acts of rebellion as well as unintentional mistakes or shortcomings. Every time you be like, oh man, I messed up. They, that's what that is. That's your shortcomings. That's your unintentional. I didn't mean to do it, but I did it. Disobedience. Disobedience is a, is a pacific form of sin that involves a deliberate choice to act contrary to God's commands or revealed will. Mm. That's Jonah. Jonah did that. That's why he ended up in the belly of the whale to try to run from God. It reflects a heart that is resisting or rejecting God's authority and guidance. All right, guys, so let's get into this. How sin and, and disobedience separate us from God's blessings. Broken fellowship with God. Barrier to intimacy. Sin creates a spiritual barrier between us and God. This separation affects our ability to commune with him and experience his presence in our lives. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2. Diminished spiritual sensitivity. Persistent sin can dull our spiritual sensitivity, making us less attuned to God's voice, guidance, and, and prompting. Okay, so hold on real fast. Let me, um, because I didn't put that scripture there, and I really want to give y'all that scripture so you guys can, so I can read that. I'm so used to quoting scripture that way, and, um, you know, for school that, you know, I'll be forgetting that, you know, not everybody be reading the Bible, so let me give it to you so you don't have to go try to find it. And then you can go back later and, and figure it out for yourself. You know, read it for you. Read it for yourself. I always recommend that you always read scripture for yourself so you can get a greater understanding for what it might be saying unto you. Okay. Fifty nine and two. All right, so it says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that so that he will not hear. All right, so that's what that verse, that's what that verse is, is saying, okay? All right, so um, hindrance to God's work in our lives. Resistant to God's purpose. Deliberate disobedience shows a resistance to aligning with God's plan and purpose. It may hinder the fulfillment of God's call and destiny in our lives. Loss of spiritual power and effectiveness. Sin and disobedience can weaken our spiritual strength and reduce our effectiveness in ministry service and witness to others. Impact on blessings and provision. Blocked blessings. Mm. Disobedience to God commands. Disobedience to God's commands might block or delay blessings that he intends for us, whether spiritual, relational, emotional or material. Now, that's in Deuteronomy chapter 25. Deuteronomy 28. Verses one and two and fifteen. Um, and I think in I think with this scripture, this is what people always say: "What's for me is for me." Uh, a lot of a lot of us say that. So let's let's go check out Deuteronomy because I did it again. Hold on, I did it again, guys. I did it again. 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 All right, so Deuteronomy 28, 28 uh, verses 1 and 2 says, If you fully obey the Lord your God 
and carefully follow all his commands I give you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come come on you and your and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. All right, so here more promises. God is always giving promises. He is a promising God. Right. So in 15 says, however, if you do not obey the Lord, your God, and do not carefully follow his commands and decrees, I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. Right. So that's how you meet. That's how you fall into the agreement with the, with the enemy. Right. You sign these contracts when you are indulging in your sin daily. Right. You come into agreement with those things. You have to come out of agreement with those things. Okay. All right, consequences of sin. Sin often carries natural consequences that can affect various areas of our lives, leading to struggles, conflicts, or losses. Affect our community and relationships. Disruption of community. Sin and disobedience can cause strife, division, and broken relationship within families, churches, and communities. Influence on others. Our disobedience may also influence others, leading them into sin or causing them to stumble in their faith journey. The path to restoration, despite the serious implications of sin, excuse me, and sin and deliverance, many religious uh, traditions emphasize God's grace, forgiveness, and the path to restoration. Here we go. Repentance. So important. This involves a genuine sorrow for sin, a turning away from sinful behavior, a turning away from sinful behavior, a turning away from sinful behavior, a turning away from sinful behavior. I got stuck. And a turning towards God in faith and obedience. Turning away from sinful behavior. That's you telling it, no, I'm not doing that. All right, confession and forgiveness. Confessing our sins to God and seeking his forgiveness allows spiritual cleansing and a renewal. That's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. I did it again. I just like I really like to um really just do the scripture, but I be so caught up, guys. I be so caught up because when we are in uh, doing essays and stuff, you know, you don't be wanting to put all that in there, and um, so you're trying to do everything fast. So when I wrote this, I'm just trying to do everything fast. So um. All right, chapter one, verse nine. I promise next time I'm having I'm having all together. Hold on, let me make sure I have these uh, scriptures written down because I like to read them out because I like to read them. All right, so verse nine says, um, "Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness." Okay. Okay, accountability and spiritual growth. Engaging with spiritual community, mentors, and practicing spiritual disciplines can help in overcoming patterns of sin and and growing in obedience. Sin and disobedience are serious matters with far-reaching effects on our relationship with God, our spiritual growth, our ability to experience God's blessing, and our influence to on others. However, the path 
rep- the path of repentance, forgiveness, and spiritual growth is always available. Understanding these concepts challenges us to examine our hearts, align our lives with God's will, and seek his grace and power. To live in obedience is also it also invites us to embrace hostolic view of spirituality that values relationship with God, ethical living, and community, and ongoing growth in faith and character. All right. Embracing God's infinite potential, trusting in God's plan. Scripture reference is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Letting go of our limited perspectives and trusting in God's grand design opens the door to his unlimited power. The verse from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for plans to prosper, prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future is one of the most beloved passages in the Bible. It emphasizes God's sovereignty and the trust we can place in his grand design for our lives. Let's explore his concept in detail. Context of Jeremiah 29, 11. This promise was given to the Israelites who were in the Babylonian captivity. It was a message of hope and assurance during a difficult and confusing time, indicating that God had not forgotten them and had a purposeful plan for their future. This same thing, even though it applies to the Israelites, applies to you. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has not left you in the will or forsaking you in anything, okay? Trusting in God's plan, the meaning and implication, God's sovereignty and wisdom, infinite wisdom. God's plans are rooted in his infinite wisdom and understanding. Unlike human plans, they are not limited by time, space, or finite knowledge. The purposeful, purposeful design. God's plans are intentional and and purpose driven often extending beyond what we can see or comprehend the promise of prosperity hope and future prosperity and well-being the promise of prosperity in this context is not merely material but encompasses overall well-being fulfillment and alignment with god's purpose hope and future god's plans include a future filled with hope assurance and expectation of god's things both in this life and in the eternal perspective, letting go of our limited perspective, shifting trust, shift, shifting trust, trusting in God's plan requires a shift from relying on our limited, often self-centered perspective to embracing God's grand and eternal perspective surrounding control. This involves relinquishing our need to control outcomes and limiting and timing instead recognizing God's authority and perfect timing in our lives. Opening the door to God's unlimited power, unleashing potential, aligning with God's plan. We open ourselves to his power, working in our working in and through us, often in ways that exceed our abilities and expectations, unlocking blessings and opportunities. Trusting in God's plan can lead to unexpected doors of opportunity, blessings and divine appointments that align with his purpose in our lives. Challenges are practical steps. To trusting in God's plan. Challenges in trusting God's plan. Impatient and anxiety. 
Waiting for God's timing and trusting in his unseen plan can be challenging, leading to impatience and anxiety. So we have to work against that, guys. Misunderstanding God's will. We may have per preconceived ideas about what God's plans should look like. Hmm. Leading to confusion or disappointment if they differ from expectations. We do that so much. Practical steps to trusting in God's plan, guys. Engage with God's word. Regularly reading and meditating on scripture helps us understand God's character and promises. Prayer and surrender. Through prayer, we can communicate our desires, anxieties, and willingness to trust in God's plan. Seek wise counsel. Engaging with spiritual mentors, community, or pastoral guidance can provide encouragement and insight in aligning with God's plan for whatever you got, whatever God's plan is for your life, right? Seeking some understanding. The message of Jeremiah 29 and 11 is a profound reminder that God's plan for our lives are guided by his love, wisdom, and intention to bring us into a hopeful and prosperous future. Trusting in these plans require a deep faith, a surrender of control, and an openness to God's unlimited power. Embracing this truth can transform our lives, leading, in, leading us into a deeper relationship with God, aligning us with his, with his purpose and opening us to an experiences and opportunities that reflect his divine design. It invites us to a life marked by faith, hope, purpose, and in expectation of good things. God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Now, being open to God's work. By remaining open and, res- and receptive to God's lead- leading, we allow him to work in our lives without limitations. Being open and receptive to God's leading is a critical aspect of spiritual life. It means aligning ourselves with God's will, being attentive to his guidance, and allowing his power and wisdom to guide and shape our lives. So let's dive into the multiple facets of this openness to God's work. Understanding openness to God's work. Being open to God's work involves willingness to listen to his voice. This includes attentiveness to scripture, prayer, spiritual discernment, and the guidance of spiritual leaders and community. Respond to his guidance. An openness to take action, make changes, or step out of faith as led by God. Trust his wisdom and timing. This involves recognizing that God's ways and timing might be different from the expectations, yet they are always perfect. Implications of being open to God's work, personal transformation, spiritual growth. Openness to God's work leads to spiritual growth, maturing in faith and developing Christ-like character, healing and restoration. By allowing God to work in areas of brokenness, wounds, or past failures, we open the doors to healing and restoration, alignment with God's will. An open heart to God's leading ensures alignment with his purpose plans and often leading to unexpected faithful outcomes unlocking potential and gifts being open to god's work can lead to the discovery and activation of spiritual gifts and potential that might otherwise remain dormant impact on relationships and community building god relationships openness to god's work fosters deep and meaningful relationships that reflect god's love grace and truth positive influence an open, an open, receptive life becomes a testimony 
and influence to others, reflecting God's work and drawing others towards faith. Experiencing supernatural interventions, miracles and breakthroughs. An open heart to God's leading, leading can result in experiencing supernatural interventions, miracles and breakthroughs that go beyond human capabilities. Challenges and barriers to being open. Fear of uncertainty. Fear of the unknown or fear of losing control can hinder the openness of God's work, right? If you're having that feeling, that can hinder you. Previous disappointments or failures, if you're worried about the past, past experiences might lead to hesitancy or trusting God's leading. Cultural and intellectual barriers, prevailing cultural norms or, inter- or intellectual bi- or basis may create a resistance to accepting supernatural or spiritual experiences. Practical ways to cultivate openness in God's work. Daily prayers and meditation. Building a daily habit of prayer and meditation helps cultivating a listening heart and an open relationship with God. Engage with God. Engagement with scripture. Regular engagement uh, with the Bible provides understanding and assurance of God's character and promises. Community and accountability. Being a part of faith community and having accountability, accountability relationships fosters growth, encouragement, and discernment in being open to God's leading. Being open to re- being open and receptive to God's leading is a multifaceted and transformative aspect of spiritual life. It causes us to posture uh, a humility, trust, and responsiveness and expectation. This openness not only shapes and enriches our personal faith journey, but has the potential to impact others and and the broader community. The journey of being open to God's work is not without challenges, but it holds the promise of life, of a life lived in alignment with divine purpose, infused with spiritual uh, vitality, vitality, and marked by profound experiences of God's grace, power, and love. It invites us into a dynamic, vibrant relationship with God, where our openness to his leading becomes a channel through which his limitless wisdom, love, and power flows into our lives, into our lives and lives of those around us. Living in obedience, right? Living in obedience. Let's talk about living in obedience. Following God's commands and and and, and leading allows us to experience his limitless love, wisdom, and power in our lives. See, living in obedience to God's commandments and and leading is a foundational principle in many in in many uh, religious traditions, especially within the Christianity. It embodies a a conscious decision to align our thoughts, words, and action with God's revealed will. So let's explore this concept in greater depth, looking at its meaning, implication, challenges, and practical way to cultivate obedience. The nature of obedience, hearing and responding to God's word. Obedience involves not only hearing God's word, but responding to it with faith and action. It's about aligning our will with God's will, a matter of love and relationship. In the New Testament, obedience closely is closely connected to the love of God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's John 14 and 15. John chapter 14, verse 15. This emphasizes the, the the obedience is not merely a legalistic adherence, but a relational act of love and trust. Implications of loving of living in obedience. 
Experiences God, love, wisdom, and power. Connection to God's love. Living in obedience opens open, opens us to a deeper experience of God's love. As we walk in his ways that we that are grounded in love. Access to God's wisdom. God's commandments and guidance are rooted in his perfect wisdom, obedience, and aligns us with that wisdom, leading to fruitful and fulfilling lives. Empowerment by God's power. Obedience to God's leading allow, allows his power to work in, work in and through us, enabling us to accomplish things beyond our natural abilities. Spiritual growth and transformation. Character, develop, character, character development. Obedience shapes our character, making us more like Christ in humility, love, and righteousness. Cultivating faith. Acting in obedience even when it's challenging or doesn't make sense in our natural understanding, strengthens the mature, strengthens and matures our faith. Witness to others, our obedience to God commands com, commandments to our obedience to God's commandments serve as a witness to others, reflecting God's character and drawing people to Him. God in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Contribution to society, living in obedience to God's moral and ethical principles contributes to pos- positivity to the wider community and society. Challenges to living in obedience. Inner struggles and tem- temptations. Our natural inclination desires a temptation to mighty to might conflict with God's commandments, making obedience challenging culture and, and pressures and worldviews. Ooh, norms and prevailing worldviews might be at odds with God's principles, creating tension and resistance to obedience. Misunderstanding of legalisms. Misinterpreting obedience as mere. What is happening? <laughs> Misunderstanding legalisms and misinterpreting uh, obedience as. Mirror following without understanding the heart and relationship behind it can lead to legalism or a lack of genuine faithfulness. Cultivating lifestyle and obedience. Understanding God's word. A deep and accurate understanding of scripture helps helps to know what God requires of us. Prayer and, and dependence on the Holy Spirit. Continual prayer and, and resilience on the Holy Spirit provide guidance, strength, and conviction to walk in obedience, accountability, and community, engaging with the community of, of believers, and having accountability relationships foster a, fosters encouragement and correction and growth. Living in obedience to God's commandments and, and leading in an enriching, an enriching and multi, multifaceted aspect of spiritual life, it is not just about rule following, but a vibrant expression of love, trust, and alignment. God's character and purpose. This obedience opens the door to experiencing God's limitless love, wisdom, and power, leading to leading to a personal transformation, positive impact on others, and a life that reflects God's kingdom values. Cultivating a lifestyle of, of obedience requires an intentional effort, con, uh, continual connection with God, and an understanding of His Word and engagement with. Uh, with a supportive spiritual community. It leads us into a profound relationship with God where obedience becomes a joyful response to his grace and pathway to the, ab- to the abundant life he promises. Now, guys, putting limits on God's power is an is inherent human tendency, a byproduct 
of our fiend minds trying to grapple with the infinite nature of the divine. We find ourselves boxed within our, within our relationship, constrained by our doubts, fears, and worldly pedigrams. But to truly fathom the extraordinary expanse of God's nature, we must embark on a journey that goes beyond the mundane and the superficial, a voyage of faith and spiritual discovery. Trust in God must become our cornerstone, not merely a word we utter, but a profound reality that permits every aspect of our being to trust him. To, to trust him is to acknowledge his sovereignty, his wisdom and his benevolence. It means releasing our illusions of control and surrendering his outreaching, uh, over overarching purpose is courageous Act, it's a courageous act relinquishing the known for the unknown, guided only by the assurance of his unfailing love. Remaining open to God's guidance is a complement a complementary aspect of, of this trust. It's a receptive stance and attentive ear to the gentle whispers of God's spirit. It means allowing God to shape our thoughts, mold our character and direct our steps. It's a invitation to divine uh invitation to divine synchronicity where our very lives become danced with the creator. Graceful and harmonious, filled with unexpected beauty and joy. Living in obedience to God into God's will is the manifestation of this trust and openness is a disciplined pursuit of alignment with God's commandments and his heart's desires. It's not about rigid compliance, but a joyful, loving response to his grace, a willingness to be molded and used for his glory. Obedience becomes privilege and means to deepen our relationship with him, a way to reflect his love, justice, and mercy in our world. By embracing these principles, we open ourselves to the boundless potential God's blessings become conduits of his love and power. We start to see the world not as a place of uh, secrecy and struggle, but as a canvas for God's creativity and grace, where miracles are not Anomalous, but expressions of divine love. May we challenge ourselves to remove the self-imposed limits that constrict our vision and faith. Let us awaken to the infinite possibilities that lie in God's love, grace, and realizing that we are not mere spectators, but active participants in a grand cosmic narrative. Let us commit to a life where trust Trust, openness, and obedience are not just ideals, but lived realities, pathways to a deeper connection within the divine, a more authentic purpose driven by driven and existence. In this sacred endeavor, may we find inspiration, courage, and strength, knowing that the infinite God is with us, within us, and working through us, inviting us to partake in the, in the eternal dance of love, wisdom, and power. May this understanding not only transform our lives, but ripple outwards, touching the lives of others, reflecting a glimpse, a glimpse of heaven on earth. Guys, listen, we are not limiting God in this new season of our lives. Okay. Um, 
we are not limiting God in this new season of our lives. Instead, we are we are finding ourselves leaning more on God, leaning more on God, more on him, more on what he has for us. That is what we are ultimately going to be doing. Now, before we get up out of here, guys, I want to pray for you guys that you guys receive this message, receive this message in this wholeness. Dear Father, God, I thank you on today, oh God. God, I thank you for how far you have brought us on today, oh God. God, I thank you for waking us up on this morning, oh God. God, I thank you for getting us through the day on today, oh God. God, I thank you that I'm now home, oh God, and able to rest, oh God. God, I thank you, oh God, for the breath that you have put in the inside of my body, oh God. God, I thank you for the trials and tribulations that I may go through, oh, oh God, but that you have promised me on the other end, God, that I am going to be able to come out of, oh God. God, I thank you, oh God. God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for the steps, oh God, that you have ordered before me, oh God. And God, I ask, I ask, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, God, that you continue to help me, oh God. God, that you continue to guide me, oh God, and, 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 and to mold me, oh God, and to shape me, oh God. Hallelujah, God. And God, and to create on the inside of me, oh God, a, be, a, a you, oh God. Hallelujah, oh God. Making me better, oh God. Hallelujah, oh God. That I am being sculpted, oh God, to look like Jesus, oh God. That when people see and look at me, oh God, that they do not see me, oh God, but God, that they see you, oh God. And God, that when they see that, oh God, that they begin to shout glory to your name, oh God. The God, that your name is uplifted in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Hallelujah, God, help me, oh God, to not to be able to put limits on you, oh God. God, that you are endless to endless, oh God. That God, that you stretch high from top to to bottom oh god that god that you are on every side oh god hallelujah oh god that god to help us oh god to understand oh god what we can understand oh god about you oh god hallelujah god that god that you are all encompassing god hallelujah god that you control all of the cards oh god god i thank you right now in the name of jesus oh god god i thank you for where you're guiding us oh god god i thank you for what you've already done in the past oh god god i thank you in the mighty name of jesus oh god god i thank you for loving me oh god even though i am not worthy oh god god i thank you oh god even though you call us filthy rags oh god that god when you look upon us oh god that you still have love for us oh god oh god that your son jesus christ down here oh god to to to, to walk among us oh god hallelujah god to spread the gospel oh god hallelujah god and to die on the cross for our sins oh god because you so love the world oh god hallelujah god i thank you oh god for being such a loving god oh god for having love on top of love oh god hallelujah god i ask to have love oh god within my life oh god that is like the, the love that you have oh god to be able to love your people oh god to be able to uh, um to come and to guide people to you oh god god i thank you oh god god give me understanding on mercy oh god give me understanding on grace oh god hallelujah god that i can be able to move like you move oh god hallelujah oh god that my steps are ordered in the way that you see them to be ordered in the mighty name of jesus oh god god i thank you on today oh god god God, I thank you, oh God, I thank you, oh God, I thank you, oh God, for you are worthy, oh God, of all of the honor and all of the praise, oh God. Hallelujah, God.
God, for you are an all-powerful God. Hallelujah, God, for you are a graceful God. Hallelujah, God, for you are a sovereign God. God, I thank you, O God. God, for you are worthy, O God, and only you are worthy, O God, of all of the honor and all of the praise, O God. Yes, God, I thank you, O God, for you are an amazing God. I thank you, O God. Hallelujah, God. Help us, O God, as we are coming into, into certain things within our life, our life, O God. Let not the storm come against us, O God. Hallelujah, O God, that we may stay focused on who you are, O God, and what you can do for us, O God. God, I thank you, O God, but not only what you are doing for us, O God, but let our relationship be a relationship, O God, as a father and a child, O God, always correcting us, O God, always keeping us online, O God. God, I thank you, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus, O God. Hallelujah, God, I thank you, O God, for only you can do it, O God. Only you can bring us out, O God. Only you can get us where we need to go, O God. That these things of life are not bigger than you, O God. I declare it so in the mighty name of Jesus, O God, that we are coming into a season, O God, where we are going to be able to walk and run, O God, and not get tired, O God. God, that we have running the race, O God, like this is our last one, O God. God, that we are running and striding, O God. That we are boundful in this season, O God. That we are abundant for in this season, O God. God, I thank you, O God, for the promises that you have made to us, O God. God, I thank you, O God. As we begin to move move throughout life, oh God, to begin to be able to breathe the breath of God on the inside of us, oh God. God, I thank you, oh God, for no one can do it like you, oh God. Hallelujah, God, I thank you, oh God, for in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, I come against the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. That the enemy that is speaking unto your life right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, is now being silenced. That it is now being silenced in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. That his plans are being canceled in the mighty name of Jesus, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus, O God. The God that this 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 darkness is being lifted off of someone's life right now in the name of Jesus, O God. That they are being restored and revitalized right now in the mighty name of Jesus, O God. O God, that they do not have all the answers, O God. The God that cannot figure it out, O God. They seem to be stuck, O God. But God, if as they lean into you, O God, as they come into the knowledge of who you are, O God, that they that you are answering their prayers right now in the name of Jesus oh God that a way is being way is being made for them right now in the name of Jesus oh God God I thank you oh God God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah God I come against every yoke oh God of depression oh God in the mighty name of Jesus that is holding on to somebody right now oh God angels I'm in dispatch unto them oh God to minister unto them oh God for depression has spoken so loud into their lives oh God that they cannot hear the audible sound of your voice oh God hallelujah oh God but I declare and decree oh God that depression is being silenced right now in the name of Jesus oh God right now that your voice is being amplified within their ear oh God hallelujah God that they are being lifted oh God on the backs of angels oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God God I thank you oh God God I come against the yoke of frustration and anger oh God somebody is angry oh God somebody is frustrated oh God they can't just get it together oh God come against that yoke oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God that that yoke is being broke right now in the name of Jesus oh God hallelujah oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God that walls are being built oh God the gates are being built oh God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God I declare it so oh God gates of protection oh God walls of protection oh God that are unpenetrable oh God by any any enemy oh God in the mighty name of Jesus God I thank you oh God God I thank you for how far we've come oh god 
God, I thank you for where we're going, oh God. Hallelujah, God, because I am guided by your plans, oh God, and your will for our life, oh God. Sanda ba sanda da ke, God. Hallelujah, God, I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God. Yes, God, I thank you, oh God, for no one like you, oh Father, for no one that can do as you do, oh Father. God, I thank you, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Lead us, oh God. Guide us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. For we have come, oh God, to be submitted unto you, oh God, in all aspects of our life. Lives, oh God, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I declare it so, God, I declare it so, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, that things are changing, oh God, hallelujah, that things are changing in your life right now in this season, oh God, I know what it looked like, I know that it seemed like that you could not get it together, I know that it seemed like the deck is stacked against you, but I want you to understand that you serve a God that is all all powerful God that you serve a God that can do any and everything but in this season I need you to understand and come to him in this season and rely solely on who he is and not on who you are or what you can do but what I need you to understand that right now God is asking for you to give what you are holding on to him to him let him hold on to it let him let him do what he needs to do with it so it can become exactly what God wants it to become inside of your life let go of the business that you are holding on to allow God to possess the inside of your business rededicate your business to him so that it can flourish in the mighty name of Jesus some of you have ministries the ministry may be struggling but you are not fully submitted to the Lord your God I encourage you to right now to rededicate your ministry to God not for yourselves or not what you could gain out of it hallelujah God I thank you oh God God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God so it's done oh God 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 I thank you oh God God in the mighty name of Jesus oh God I thank you oh God hallelujah God I thank you oh God for the families oh God that you have kept together oh God hallelujah God I thank you oh God God I thank you oh God for only you could do it oh God God I thank you oh God hallelujah oh God in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God, I thank you, O oh God. Hallelujah, God, I thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. Hallelujah, God, I thank you, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen, guys. I thank you. I thank him all the time, guys. And may you also thank him, guys. May you also continue to thank him, guys. That even... In seasons where you where you don't know exactly what's going on, that you are guided unto him. Hallelujah. God, I thank you, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Hallelujah, God, for you are worthy, oh God. Hallelujah, guys. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. God, I thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Listen. That's been our time on this podcast. God, stop limiting the Lord. Stop limiting God. He can get it done for you. He can get it done for you. Hallelujah, God. But guys, you have to, you have to want it. You have to go to him. You have to go to him. You have to go to him, guys. Allow God to come through you. Allow him to come through you. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Kings and queens, listen. Pick up your crown. Pick up your crown. Pick up your crown. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crown Table Unleashed with Jeffy Clark III. If you found today's episode meaningful and impactful, share it right now with your friends and family. Tune in again right here, same place, same time. And remember, we're meeting you where you are no matter what time of the day it is. Too easy, my boy. It's too easy.